This week, we have a fantastic tip for measuring the length of a campsite to decide if you can fit into it or not. Plus, if you're a new RVer, we have some tips and some advice from seasoned RVers all across the RV Miles community. This is RV Miles. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode number 228 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news, travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are coming to you from northern Florida. We are in a fantastic, very large campsite. However, it is near all of the mechanical storage and tractors and stuff. So there's a little bit of activity happening. I think right what near us happened right <laughs> was somebody said, Ooh, those, those campers just put a camera out <laughs> at their campsite. And we need you to go over there and get on that heavy machinery and start moving random pieces of metal. It actually <laughs> just poured incredible rain for a very short period of time, as it often does in Florida. But we're expecting some. Real serious rain this weekend. Yeah, this um, weekend does not look I, good. I, I know a lot of people Mm-mm. across the country have been dealing with bad weather, among other things. But um, the seven people, I think, died in Iowa in a tornado. And a big storm hit yesterday across much of the east. So stay safe out there. Yeah, it's that time of year again. We wanted to kick off the show with an awesome listener tip that came in from Jerry. He actually formatted it in an article. So we can actually publish it as an article on the website. So you can find it there. But... Jerry's tip was about figuring out if you can fit into a campsite before you get to it. And he discovered really how you can measure in the satellite view on Google Maps. They actually have a tool for being able to measure with some degree of accuracy the length between any two points. Jerry says that you can actually set two points uh, on a campsite in satellite view on Google Maps or Google Earth and know the difference between them. So you could, you know, put in the front of your campsite and the back of it and see what the length is and know for sure whether your rig fits in and, you know, maybe accommodate for uh, whether that campground listed the length of the pad or how much overhang there might be behind it, which is something we've always talked about in the past where you can often fit into campsites that are, are smaller than your rig because you might have a decent amount of room mm-hmm. to overhang. We have a good 10 feet of overhang room behind the rear wheels of our fifth wheel. If it's grass behind it, in this, and we're a 43-foot fifth wheel, and the site is 33-foot long, we could 
theoretically fit into it. Theoretically. Theoretically. That'd be tight. Theoretically, (laughs) we could. I don't know if we would try that. But another thing that's really cool about what he shared with us was that he wrote, too, that as an added benefit, you can use the measuring tool to determine such things as distance from the site to a swimming pool, a bathhouse, or other recognizable locations, as well as get a sense of how wide the streets and the turns are. So you can also kind of figure out whether or not once you get into, and he used a state park in Nevada as the example. And so you can kind of figure out because we all know that state parks can be kind of notorious for really tight turns. Once you get in there, you can kind of figure out whether or not, you know, that's going to be an issue for you before you actually find yourself in that issue you could use it for boondocking sites that you're scouting out all sorts of stuff so we'll link to all the details to that in uh in the description for this video but it'll be over on the rvmiles.com website so thanks a lot jerry for sending that in and if you have a tip that you want to share with listeners we'd love to have it uh email us at any time at editor at rvmiles.com we have a kind of cool episode today this was something we sort of came up with last minute but lots of people have sent us advice about uh newbies what what we might want to share with new campers that things that you wish you had known i wish we could think of a different name besides newbies well you know when i'm new to something i don't mind that i it it can be used in a pejorative way but i I and i think it it has been a lot lately and Mm -hmm. maybe that's why i don't want to say that um but no really all it was was that i had uh put a photo on rv miles facebook page on Instagram and over in the group that was just simply asked a question, what would you, what advice would you give to a new RVer? And there were hundreds of answers to this and we're not going to be able to read all of them, but as I was going through them and there were some new RVers pipe, you know, kind of chiming in saying, this is so great. Thank you so much. And what I thought was cool about that was that it was putting a positive spin on having new individuals at the campground and so I thought this, we should do an episode on this. This is people are sharing like positive ideas to help those who are new to this lifestyle kind of figure it out. Yeah, there is a lot of negativity out there about new people and what they may or may not know. And they don't know the rules and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I, I think it is upon us to help those people. And also, we haven't seen it to be as much of a problem as people like to make it out to be. But, um, but I guarantee you, it's not the new RVers walking through my campsite. (laughs) Yeah. I know when we started, we, there were things that we were confused by and that just aren't so cut and dry. So, uh, I'm excited about, uh, the meat of this episode. We're going to cover a lot of those things as well. But first we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. As an RVer, you know how important it is to have a quality RV roadside assistance company on your side, like CoachNet. Imagine driving down a major highway and hearing an explosion. Immediate panic sets in as you realize you just had a high-speed blowout. Your nerves are shot, you're stressed, scared, and now stranded. When you have CoachNet, the first thing they ask when calling is, are you in a safe location? Showing a level of care that immediately puts you at ease. They send out a tow truck suited for your RV and tow you to a repair shop where you can catch your breath and finally relax. 
CoachNet has over 30 years of RV industry expertise, and their mission is to ensure that you enjoy a carefree RVing experience by getting you back on the road to making memories with your family and friends. For more information about CoachNet memberships, visit welcome.coachnet.com slash RVMiles. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector made by Hughes Autoformers beats the competition with field replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small affordable part that you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years and now have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com. We're back and it's time to talk about tips for new campers from seasoned RVers. Abby's got a whole list here. I do. And so we're going to start with uh, what I think was one of the most popular pieces of advice. And that really was, and Mickey said it perfectly here in the RV Miles Facebook group, take your time. Yeah. Enjoy the journey because that's part of the adventure. And that was echoed time and time and time again across all three different postings. Just take your time. We see that a lot when people, especially in our National Parks Facebook group, um, we've got almost 100,000 members there. And a lot of people are looking for advice on, on big trips to travel to like eight national parks. And they're often trying to get too much done. And, uh, you know, stop and smell the roses is a, is a great adage. And it is so true about this lifestyle. Uh, you know, especially now that fuel prices are, are very high and that's a difficult challenge that we're all dealing with. Slowing down is one way to help mitigate that and, and visiting um, one area instead of making a 3000 mile road trip really taking your time to learn about a certain area. Well, and this really falls in with another really popular response, which was don't jam too much into your timeline and to slow down and enjoy exploring. And I love what Kay had to say here about this. RVing is truly about experiencing different places, different environments, different customs, different people. Research the areas you stay in and take advantage of all the unique things that area has to offer. We've discovered some truly amazing little known gems along our travels. Holocaust Museum toured with a docent whose father and mother were Holocaust survivors. Took a seaplane to a little visited national park and snorkeled with sea turtles. Watched a mama grizzly help her babies cross a raging river in Glacier. Toured an underground garden where an Italian immigrant created the forest tree that sprouted seven different types of fruit. Get out of your trailer and experience our beautiful country. And I just really loved that because, you know, some of those were big. I mean, Glacier is, an, is epic, but it really was at the heart of that was, you know, it doesn't always have to be Glacier and Yellowstone. Yeah, you know, and, and these the, the borders of those places, you know, are imaginary. So when you say I'm visiting Yellowstone National Park, there's a heck of a lot of beauty around Yellowstone National Park to visit as well. And that's true about so many different places across this country. Um, you know, you say I'm visiting a certain state. Well, that state's borders are imaginary as well. And, and there are 
awesome places to be found that aren't the headliner tourist attractions. And let's flip for just a second because let's talk a little bit of some practical. We've talked a little bit about like the big picture, enjoy it, slow down and all that. But James would just like to remind us all that you can usually borrow toilet paper from your neighbor, <laughs> but it is harder to borrow beer. <laughs> so I think that <laughs> I think at one time it was also very hard to borrow toilet paper from your neighbor. Uh, but I could see that that is some <laughs> excellent advice. Some other really great advice that was given was travel with some water in your black tank to allow it to slosh around a little bit and give it a little extra clean. There should always be water in your black tank unless you have stored it for the winter and are airing it out to dry. You should always have water in your black tank. Every time you empty it, add a few gallons. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a ton. Like if weight is a concern for you because water can be very heavy, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a third full, half full, anything like that. Just just a tiny bit, just enough to kind of move through there and yeah. to keep everything from drying up on the drive is really all you need to do. And then to kind of piggyback on that, Dan wrote, dump your black first, close the valve then rinse with gray, and then rinse with not your fresh water hose. Your white hose is for drinking water only. It, that's Again, that's a very simple thing that I think mm -hmm. a lot of people start, you know, it, for a lot of us, that is just obvious. You, you empty the black tank, and then you empty the gray tank to wash all the black out of the, the hose with gray water, right? And that's stuff that doesn't get told to a lot of people. You know, a lot of us buy from a dealer and a dealer might do a big walkthrough with us and give us a lot of that information. We might forget half of it, but a lot of people buy used, of course, and they don't get that. And if they're buying from a third party often and, uh, and they're kind of just in this on their own. Yeah. And this is from our friend, Rachel, and she would like to remind everyone that you need to know your rig's weight and limits. <laughs> and I thought that was quite uh, lovely coming from Rachel. I would love to take a poll and, and find out honestly how yeah. many people have actually weighed their RV. Because I think a lot of people would be surprised by the the how many of them are overweight. Because yeah. the cargo carrying capacity on a lot of these RVs is very slim. And a lot of people are overloaded for sure. So the piece of advice that we shared was to, especially once you have just uh, received your new RV, is to let those first couple of trips be close to home, find a nearby campground, and use that time to kind of really get to know yourself as a camper, but also to get to know your rig, but then still be close within home, perhaps if you have forgotten something or whatever that might be. But I think... It seems to me, we hear a lot that it's very, very overwhelming to the new RVer when they buy an RV and then they set out on this epic road trip. And it becomes expensive fast because they realize they needed this and they or they brought this that they didn't need and they needed to swap it out for this. And so if you can, they're called kind of shakedown mm -hmm. trips. Go have a couple shakedown trips like really close to home before you head out on that big family vacation. A lot of the really good dealers um, will actually set you up at a campground nearby them, or some of them even have a campground on site, and they set you up for the weekend that you buy your RV or a couple days uh, during the week to, to 
have that shakedown so that they can then fix the problems there. If you find a dealer like that, that's a good dealer. That is a very good dealer. And on that note, you know, know, you know, Catherine wrote, know your rig. Take the time to go through the manual and identify all the various operating systems ahead of being on the road. And I think that that kind of falls in line with what we were talking about earlier, where, you know, you do get a walk around and they do go through everything with you. And and maybe you film that or maybe you take notes, but being able to like kind of reference your manual and have that spark, maybe that walkthrough or have that up against the video you took or whatever, just knowing your rig is so important, be it weight your limits, your length, just where everything is, even the things you wouldn't even think you well, would need here's to know. A, here's a great example. A new friend of ours, Dennis, um, who's an RV repair tech at this campground, um, who's been looking at a couple uh, things that we need adjusted on our rig, was talking to us about how uh, the auto leveling systems, they can think level is not level, right? And, and it's very easy to reset them so you level your rig out properly and then reset that as actual level. But he said, you know, the number of people that he has helped out or has talked to where they they don't know that and they they keep auto leveling their RV and it's way out of level every time. And just a real simple few adjustments you can read in the manual to your leveling system and, and figure it out will start to make your cabinet doors and your front door and your shower door shut correctly and all that sort of stuff because your your RV thinks twisted is correct, mm-hmm. right? And so it's simple stuff like that. And manuals are tough because the manufacturers are different at quality of manuals. And, and then there's the manuals for every single third-party component, all these oh different goodness. systems, right? So, we have so many manuals. Yeah, I mean, do you need to read your microwave manual? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, it, it might you help might. you out. You might learn something that Especially you didn't know. Especially if it's convection. <laughs> you might be very confused by it. So, uh, you know, I also really loved this piece of advice. And that was, uh, if you're married, be patient with each other. I would expand that to say, if you are traveling with anyone, be patient with each other because you are perhaps experiencing something you have never done before and maybe that other person has never done before or those small people that are with you or the pets or whatever have never done before and there's going to be a lot of stressors it's uh, and you, patience is so important every new experience in and travel can can test you and living yeah. small and being in a no matter how long you're doing it for uh even especially if you're only doing it a few times a year and you're not used to it that can really test people and you know get outside use the open air outdoors and get away from each other and be careful about getting too testy uh with your traveling companions because they're they're your ride or dies they're Hate they're, they're, <laughs> they're there to to enjoy this journey with you. You need them to back in. Just (laughs) remember that you need them. Even in a pull through, you still need them. And if you're at Disney world, you definitely need them. All right. So here's, let's do a few more and then we'll wrap this up. This is one from Stephanie and she actually has four tips here. The first is don't buy stuff just because someone tells you this is a must have for RV life. Let there be a demonstrated need before investing in expensive items. Some things are obvious, but not everything is necessary. Now, this isn't an expensive item, but it always makes me think of the egg case. 
And remember, we thought we have and to. Have every time this. we bring this up, someone says, "I love my egg case." I know, but, and that's I know, fine. and that's, that's fine. great. But 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 that yellow plastic <laughs> egg case that is supposed to not come open and spill eggs everywhere. You know what that's for? You know what that for worked? the kids to play with in their play kitchen because that's where it landed. That is for a that is for a soggy cooler. That that's, is that's for a so- yes. That if you yeah. are tent camping, here, that yes. Look, I just gave somebody my. This is my list. What you should buy when you get a, a new RV, and I'll, I might miss something here, but my list is very short. Sewer hose, water hose, power cable, uh, some sort of surge protector with automatic shutoff. We like the Hughes Power Watchdog, mm-hmm. um, and uh, some some wheel chocks. Uh, some blocks to put under any leveling jacks, and uh, that's kind of about it. Water pr- water pressure regulator, and that those are like the main yeah everything thing. else. Everything else you can just drive to a Walmart or an RV dealership or where, Amazon.com or whatever you, are, you can buy. There is not emergency to get everything that you think you might yeah. want. Everything else is gravy and can be found and can be bought when you need it. When people say. You know, you, you have to travel with this certain tool because you might have this little problem that this tool is good for. You buy that tool when you need it. We need to put that into a list in the Amazon store. I'm pretty sure that it's there, but we need one of a like list. Like the 10 that, essentials. Yeah, the yeah. 10 or however many you just lift, listed off. So we'll put that on there at Amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. And you can go over and look at those. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're somewhere, but it would be nice to have them in like all one place. Uh, Stephanie goes on to say with number two, Put a small piece of blue painter's tape on everything in your rig. When you use the item, remove the tape. If at the end of season one, that tape is still there, you likely don't need to haul that item around. There are very few exceptions to this rule. I love this idea. I have a feeling at the end of a year, (laughs) our house would have blue painter's tape all over it still. And most of it would be our kids' stuff. Yeah. For sure. And, and we do go through stuff and, and we uh, usually every holiday season and are like, have we used this at all this year? Every time we move into a new room, there's a, <laughs> a big purge. I actually love this idea. And this someone else had suggested this. And I think that's so smart, too. It falls in line with this, that you take uh, the clothes in your closet. If you're let's I'm going to use an example of hanging them up. And you turn them one particular way. So like maybe you turn them all, like if all the logos are facing right, you turn them all so that the logos are facing left. I've also and, seen it done where you turn the, put the hanger facing forward or the hanger facing yeah, back Yeah, something like that. So that when you get to the end of your camping season or the end of the year, if you still have items that you have not turned, that have not moved, then you should donate those items. You're not wearing them. There's no reason to have them. Mm-hmm. And I I think that that is my biggest hiccup is uh, letting go and being like, well, I really like this and maybe I'll wear it. But then I put it on and I'm like, I don't like this. Why am I wearing this? But I can't bring myself to yeah, get rid of it. And be, be realistic with yourself about what something yeah. is worth. Are you hauling something around that you want to get rid of, but you're you're hoping to sell it for $10? That was not, it's not worth it to haul it around for several hundred, several thousand miles. No, not when you could still donate it when it's in a really great usable condition Mm -hmm. and give someone else the joy of being able to use it. Um, 
item number three. After making nearly life-threatening mistakes and numerous petty arguments after driving way too long, we use the 333 rule, only drive three hours, 300 miles, or be at camp by 3 p.m. Since we started that, it's been far more enjoyable. That is a lot of people use a, a 222 or there's a lot of variations on this. Yeah, whatever it is, it's just important to have a guideline for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I would say as full timers, from our perspective, that is not always realistic. And we can't always just say we're only going 300 miles. You know, sometimes you just got to do that big push. Uh, but we do find that our travel days and our full-time or just RV life is more enjoyable when we are taking short distances from one campground to another. We've had a series of moves recently where we have not gone further than 80 miles between two campgrounds. That makes for a much more enjoyable day in the truck for everyone, but also it just kind of keeps travel exhaustion at bay. And when we do have to break our, our rule, we usually try to stick around Usually two under two fifty is kind of I think what mm-hmm. we try to do, and we're we're trying to get to the campground before nowhere near dark, right? You want to have a cushion <laughs> dinner has, if yeah. if something happens that you're still before dark. But well, if you use the before dark rule, like what before dark are we talking yeah, about? Four thirty yeah. before and, dark, and you're gonna fail. Right? Nine thirty yeah. before dark. It just depends on the season. But if we know that we have to break the rule, then we do extra preparations Mm -hmm. that help mitigate the challenges that come with that. So we might prep dinner in advance or know the restaurant that we're going to go to when we get there or uh, just have certain things ready in the RV. There, there, if, if you know that you're going to break the rule, you plan to break the rule. Absolutely. Uh, Final one, do not over plan. Most plans don't work out. So we only plan a couple of days in advance. If we know we will be in a certain area at a certain time or reservations are required, we will make reservations. Otherwise we fly by the seat of our pants and go where the road takes us. It's okay to not be in control of everything. Just enjoy it as it comes. I think that this is a learned, um, uh, task or a learned action I think as a new RVer, this could potentially be very stressful, uh, especially as we continue to, you know, um, see certain areas where campgrounds are harder to come by than others. I love this. And the reason why I I read it was not because I wanted to sit here and um, discredit it, but I love the idea of it. Well, for us, often we, every now and then we have a spell where we do have like, eight campgrounds booked in a a row or whatever. And very often when that happens, we end up calling three or four of them and changing those reservations and moving around because things do change. Because things do change. I, I do think that when you're new and there's a lot to still be learned about the RV life and it, this could not be for every new RVer, but I, I would say it's for the majority having that uh, comfort of knowing that you have a reservation to go to is is really important and i think that's doubly important for when you have families when you have kids with you and just knowing that you're going to be able to get where you're going get hooked up and and the stability that comes from that because in these first few days of rving especially when you go full-time or when you're on a long trip stability is key And you need to have a little bit of that because things will go wrong. Yeah, if you're on a two-week 
you know, road trip. You've took two weeks off of work. Your kids are off in the summer and this is your big trip for the year. Yeah. You have to, you got to book that out. Right? Yeah. You know, you need yeah. to know everywhere you're going. Um, but at the same time, I think it is kind of an ideal that we all aspire to, mm-hmm. to be able to just go wherever the wind takes us. It's harder and, and harder, but it's not, it's, it's bad. not we impossible. We talked about this last week that we have... Uh, been able to find places to go in Florida. You're not always going to be able to go exactly where you want to go. Yeah, we're not down in the Keys for a reason. But if you follow where the campground availability is, you can, Mm -hmm. again, it's sort of that serendipity thing. You find places. Yeah. You find stuff that you didn't know you were going to enjoy. And so I think we're going to just leave it here with this one last little piece. And that is that things will go wrong. Okay, things will break. You will take a wrong turn. It will be hard sometimes to get fuel. People will feel grumpy. You will feel stress. Those are all going to happen. But they're not going to ruin anything. Because as long as you just embrace and understand that that is part of, I really do believe, the joy of RVing, because you are getting these amazing skills of learning how to navigate things as, as they pop up. But if you can just, you know, stay calm, enjoy it, what you will experience when you do experience these amazing moments at the campground or out exploring will always far outweigh the stressors. And we've had a lot of stressors as RVers, and we're still doing it six years later. So go have fun. And we hope that if you are new to RVing, that this has been useful to you. But more importantly, we hope to see you at the campground and to see you out enjoying your new RV. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with our fresh tank, black tank segment. Be right back. I have an ant crawling on my face. (laughs) I'm telling you, these ants are like attacking. If you've been thinking about picking up a solo stove, now is the perfect time. As we get ready for the camping season, Solo Stove continues to offer discounts on their popular fire pits, including our favorite, the Bonfire. RV Miles listeners can save even more money by heading over to rvmiles.com slash solo stove and using the link and promo code. Take advantage of all the discounts to be had before camping season kicks into full gear and get your solo stove today rvmiles.com slash solo stove and then click the link and use the promo code to save even more. We're back and it is time to check the level of our tanks. Mr. Upperson, what is in your black tank this week? We have had um, a merry-go-round of camp chairs over (laughs) the years and there have been few that have been great. Most have been terrible, especially the ones that you know that fold up with the cross yes. i don't know what even you even call those we just bought a new one from uh bass pro shops that is um i think kajaro is the brand k-i-j-a-r-o is i don't the know brand. they try to make sure you can't really it's it, it's it. one of the few they sell now at bass pro shops it looked very nice in the store it looks very sturdy it is rated to hold 600 pounds, I think. 500. 500 pounds, which normally you see they're rated to like 350, something like that. It looks very sturdy, but the seams are coming apart after two weeks of owning the thing and barely sitting in it. And and it's not a mistake. It's not a manufacturing. I mean, it is a manufacturing defect, but it, it's not like if I went and bought another one, it wouldn't do that. It's clear 
that this is what this chair does and I'm really annoyed by it. And I don't know that I'm ever going to buy that type of chair again. No, listen, please. If you have a chair that has lasted you longer than six months, please tell us what that chair is. If you make chairs, if you are a chair maker (laughs) and you have one that you think will last longer than six months, please let us know. Like just email us at editor at rvmiles.com because the number of chairs that we have gone through and all price points is just, oh, I'm so over it. Yeah. And this I'm one was so like, it. it was like $60, wasn't it? Was it was $60. Yeah. And it's already and busted and, and we're too far from, we're gone from that area. Yeah. Take it, it back. And it's not like a, it's not like a full-time use type thing because it's, it, we've hardly used it. Yeah. And look, Jason and I weren't sitting in it together. And even if we were, we still wouldn't have made up to that weight rating. So, and I, it's the I, seams are coming mm. apart on both sides. It is. It's right down the middle. Don't buy it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't recommend. All right. What is in your fresh tank this week? Uh, my fresh tank is finally got on the bandwagon of <sighs> the Wordle game, and and even more importantly, I drew Abby onto the bandwagon of Wordle. If you don't know, Wordle is like a once a day word puzzle game. Uh, it's now owned by the New York Times, but you go to this website and you play it. You can do it on a computer or your phone. There's a cookie that tracks it so that it knows that you've, uh, it keeps track of your score, like how many times you got the word in three or in four. And now we have this little competition between the two of us every single every morning, morning that takes like 10 minutes. And it's great. And every morning over coffee, we come out and sit in our broken chairs and we Wordle now, together. A lot, I'm sure most of you have heard about Wordle, but there is a new thing that I just found out about called Hurdle. <laughs> H-E-A-R-D-L-E. <laughs> I, the name doesn't even make any sense it is, with what it is. Hear it. Um, but oh, it, it's songs. So you get, uh, it's kind of like name that tune. So you, you start, you get one second of a song, and then you have to try to name that song. And if you can't, you get two seconds, and then you get four seconds, and then you get eight seconds, and then you get one last chance with the uh, whatever it is. Uh, but you're trying to get it in six tries. And mm-hmm. I love that. That's right up my alley. However, the music, uh, the it, music choices are all span the gamut of from Fleetwood yeah. Mac to Kanye West, and uh, I'm Which, I'm not I'm not great on all of it. <laughs> yeah, I, we've decided it was it's a family, it's a family game. game because today I it, today's song was Kings of Leon, and so he needed help with that. So, but he definitely would have. Had it been Shania Twain, he would have been all. Uh-huh. He would have had that. You would have had that Garth Brooks. You would have. You would have had it all. But then he needed me for the Kings of Leon. So I've got. I got everything. It was from 1998 or earlier. I'm good with it. I know. Doesn't matter I what know. genre. 1998 or earlier. You're such I, an I old it. soul. I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess I'll ask myself. Yeah. No. No. I'm not. I was about to. <laughs> Abby, what is in? Your black tank this week. Okay, so my black tank. So our family recently uh, in the last like six months really got into playing disc golf. And look, I'm, I'm learning to not call it frisbee golf. Did you hear that? That I'm using proper language. Um, but we have noticed recently, and this campground is a fine example, that so these courses are being put in. But there's there's really not a lot of rhyme or reason or like a lot of um, 
thought being put into because it's just sort of like, oh, this is trendy right now. Grab some baskets and start shoving them into the ground. Because at this particular campground, the there's one across from us, a basket across from us, but they allowed someone to park their boat as storage right next to it. So you can't use that one now on the course because there's a big boat that you're going to hit. Then there, this campground has like um, a, a pond. A big, big a pond. Big almost, pond. Almost lake. Almost lake. But they, they do call it a pond, I think. Maybe they call it a lake. And it has uh, like an island or a... Um, yeah, a little peninsula. A little peninsula. Thank you. And at the center the end of that peninsula is a basket. So if you overshoot that basket, you just lost your disc into the lake pond. And it's not like golf balls that are, you know, a quarter a piece or no, they're, these they're are more expensive. than that. But, but discs are expensive. They're like 16 bucks. Then there's another basket around here. Oh, and that sun is right in my face now. Um, there is another basket around here that's like right next to someone's RV. Yeah. So, Makes no sense. you know, I'm, I'm black tanking it because it's a really cool thing to do. And I think that there's a place for it at campgrounds. But if you are going to put it into your campground, you please well, kind of be mindful. It's the same of, thing. It's like a sorry to interrupt you. No, but that's it, fine. It, it is the same thing as like a mini golf course when like a campground decides well, we're going to make our own mini golf course and not hire right. a company to come in. And then you go try to play it and the balls like it's PVC pipes. They fall and... off the side and they don't, you know, it's impossible to get to the hole. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's the it's same thing. It's just not enjoyable. And so, you know, and certainly we don't want to hit someone's boat. We don't want to hit someone's RV and we definitely don't want to lose like a $20 disc into the lake pond so that is that's my black tank what's in your fresh tank so my fresh tank this week goes to a company and if you're watching this you'll be able to see that um the tablecloth that is on the table today is from this company it's called Lido or luxury in the outdoors littoluxury.com and they asked us if they could send us this tablecloth and we have never really been one to put tablecloths well we have bought many many a cheap tablecloth and had them blow away be destroyed whatever you know like the plastic clips that you put on and they Mm -hmm. always like pop off and yeah we've had a lot of those but we've never had like a a nice tablecloth and so they asked if they could send one for us to check out and so we have been using this one and i have to say I don't know what silliness for the last six years we have been doing because this tablecloth is awesome. It's great. It's real thick. It's so awesome. It comes with it comes with almost like suspenders, like clips on either end and a, yes. an elastic in between to to strap underneath the table. It is big enough for any size table. It has quite a bit of extra room on all sides so uh, and they have really cool designs too yeah i mean i really you know i was more than happy to um check them out they're they're a small business they're a new business and that's always something we really love to work with as someone who's being new and innovative or trying to find different ways of looking at how we spend time in the outdoors and so i was excited to test it out but i didn't really think like you know i thought it's a, a tablecloth but i I love it. I love it. I love you picked out this design and you it actually 
looks really great. I was, I was right. going in a different color palette. I know, I know. Mr. Lighting Designer. But if you have been watching this episode, you've probably just seen me consistently brushing it off because it's like, oh, I just, I love the way it feels. And well, there's the oak trees are dropping their leaves on us here. The oak trees. Uh, But, you know, it is an investment. It's $79 uh, plus tax and shipping. But this, I do believe, and we've had it for a while now, I do believe will be something that will be around for a really long time. I put it in the same category as the landing pad from Blue Ridge Chair Works that we have been recommending and singing the praises of for four years now. And that thing four is years? still fantastic. That is like, that is Hall of Fame best gear yeah. we have ever yeah. owned. So I really think that this is going to fall into that category as well. And so I do think now, I, I'm, you know, it's proving me wrong. Sometimes it does really makes sense to invest in something top quality. Yeah. So if you're looking for a new picnic table cover, please go check out Lito, L-I-T-O, luxury.com. Like camp chairs. If you know a camp chair that we can invest in top quality, happy to do so. Very happy to do so because at the end of the day, when it lasts you for longer than two weeks... It's definitely worth it. (laughs) That's it for this week's episode, folks. That is it for this week's episode. And I'd like to thank all of you who have recently gone over to Apple Podcast and left RV Miles a five-star review. A lot of you are asking, how do I do that? Because if I click on the link you provide, it won't allow me to do that. That is kind of a hiccup with Apple. You really have to do it on your phone in the app. And if you don't, if you're not an Apple user, that's yeah, fine. You don't have to fine. do it. You don't have to do it. If you're listening to us on something else and it allows you to rate us there, that's fantastic. So you know, too. Spotify has started to allow for ratings and reviews. So if you they listen have. to us on Spotify, that's a great place as well. Yeah. And this is just something that we talked about during our live last night. And I guess we should have mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Monthly Night Live returned last night after six months of yeah, we being might have, on hiatus. If had we realized we were going to do it, we might have given you all a warning last week. But. Yeah, you know, but this is this is how we do it. We just show up when we show up. So uh, anyway, like we said, if this is these actions of um, rating the podcast or sharing them on your social platform or just telling a fellow friend to give us a listen that is the greatest amount of support if you're interested in supporting us that you can provide so thank you to all of those who do that um, consistently we really really truly appreciate you Uh, we've mentioned a few items for new RVers and a lot of those items are over on our Amazon shop which again is at amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles and everything in there when you purchase it it does not cost anything extra to you outside of what the item costs but we do get a kickback for that so again that's just another easy way that you can support if you're interested um i think that's it that's it until next week thank you so much for joining us stay safe enjoy the upcoming camping season and keep logging those rv miles bye everybody bye Thank you.